Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening and welcome to From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can support us at HamptonMinistries.org. We're going to jump right in it tonight. Uh, We have my good friend and friend of the show, Sarah, with us. Say hi, Sarah. Hey, guys. Uh, And we've got a very, very, lots of very, very special guest, Quincy Carter with us. Say what's up, Quincy. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, man, we are super excited to have you on the show. And what we do is before we start, we invite the good Lord in. So I say a prayer and then we'll jump right into your testimony. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, your compassion, and your long-suffering towards us. Help us to be not only hearers of your word, but more importantly, doers of your word. Bless Quincy and all his work and the work of his hands and all that you will do in and through him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Quincy, let's, uh, we all think that we know your story but we really don't know. So I want you to kick us off and tell me about your journey and your story. Well, you know, some people say, I always try to say I'm shy, but mm-hmm. then when I get to talking, <laughs> people say, no, nah, you ain't that shy. Uh-huh. So I got to watch how much I got to, and, my, and my, my sponsors and mentors, they always try to check me at the door about me talking about myself too much, so I won't be that long-winded. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I was born in Chicago. Me and my mom moved to Georgia uh, when I was three. We first moved to Atlanta. Uh, then later on, we would move over to Decatur where I would go to high school and everything. Uh-huh. Um, but I grew up in a single-parent home. You know, my mom, man, she worked her butt off uh, for us. We grew up, you know, in a low-income low area at first. And then, you know, my mom kept working. We ended up moving to, to Decatur. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up basically with a basketball, football, and, and baseball in my hand. I was the kid that got off at the recreation park right off the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't even get I didn't even get to go home. I did all my homework, you know, basically at the recreation center. So so I grew up like that around until the eighth grade, and then that's when I started going to Southwest DeKalb High School in Decatur. We had moved previously. I want to say that summer before high school. So yeah, man. I you know I, I you know I went on to play a little college football at Georgia. Yeah. Uh, well, let me back up first. Got getting drafted by the uh, Chicago Cubs out of high school, mm-hmm. and uh, had the blessings of playing for uh, for American Getting drafted by them in 2001. Yeah, uh, made the one of the most detrimental mistakes uh, in my life there with the Cowboys. We end up uh, becoming blessings now. That, you yeah. know, I'm able to give back to these kids. And also see the benefits of, you know, what it uh, what it does uh, for some of these kids out here too mm-hmm. to learn these lessons from someone who's been through it. And and then I ended up go, uh, playing for the Jets for a year, and then it was just totally back and forth. 
uh, after the jet season, in and out of rehab, mm-hmm. playing arena ball, getting cut from arena football, uh, and just really battling my addiction. Yeah. And that's where the heart of my addiction really took off, I would say, around 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was an early weed smoker, around 15, 16, kind of recreationally. Yeah. Uh, then I really picked it up. My first year of playing baseball uh, was my first time away from home. I'm a true mama's boy to the uh, to the heart. Yeah, I'm an only yeah. child, and so I really started smoking heavily then. Uh, but then when I uh, and tinkering around with some ex pills and what have you, mm-hmm. uh, every now and then through uh, through foot, my first couple two three years of football, and then that addiction right there really really took off. Once I got cut and after my one season with the Jets, okay. uh, so you know, then we've got a, we got seven arrests in there, two DUIs, wow. five weed charges, a one domestic. So it's been one roller coaster ride, you know, since me getting cut in two thousand four. You know, just not my addiction, but emotionally, spiritually, and everything else. So in 2017, I like to say that was my best attempt, you know, at uh, actually trying to get sober. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't putting in the work. You know, I know the work that needs to be done to stay sober now, but I wasn't willing to do that. And then eventually, man, you know, those things you go into rehab with, those insecurities and yeah. uh and relationship problems, and when you're not spiritually working on your spirit and feeding yourself the right things, eventually it comes. It catches up with you, and I end up relapsing. And then I, you know, I came back to my senses in 2019, and thank God, you know, that I develop a relationship with guys like Hollywood Henderson. Uh, who's got 37 years in the game. Yeah. And, it, and his dear friend, Marsha Stone, you know, picked me up within five hours. I was down at the bottom of the map in McAllen, Texas. Okay. Uh, that's where my addiction took me. And they picked me up in five hours. And, hey, man, I hadn't even looked back. You know, it hadn't been an easy ride, of course. You know, this uh, recovery yeah. is a roller coaster. But, you know, it's about three or four solid things I've been able to really implement in my daily program. And it's really gotten me off to a great start in this new life. I like to say of mine and that's surrendering to God, you know, surrendering to the program and doing daily maintenance, whether it's praying, whether it's reading, whether it's going to a meeting, you know, calling my sponsors, those little misskilled things, that we overlook sometimes, man. I, you know, I've been able to implement them in my in my program, mm-hmm. and it's working, man. So I'm just taking this thing one day at a time. I've assembled a team around me. Skip W, with my my close mentor and almost best friend Anthony W, and then of course, um, of course uh, Hollywood being my grand sponsor, and I, you know, I. I let these guys make me accountable, man, and I don't hide and duck from anything anymore. I realize how serious this addiction is and how you got to, you know, go about, you know, staying sober. 
Yeah. And so after all the mistrials of getting my butt beat out there, I said, I finally just said, hey, you know something? Uh, it's only one way to do this thing, man. It's the only way and the only choice I've got. Well, you know, you, so I just. Sorry, I didn't want to cut ahead. you off, but I, you, you no, said. I told you, you, I, told you <laughs> I said I wasn't going to Hey, let, let, me, let me say this. Now, Sarah and I both can go, but, brother, you can go. Uh, but, it's, but, it's, it's, but it's all good, right, Sarah? It's all good. Uh, but you said something. And, and that, here's the bad thing. I haven't spoken about two months, about a month and a half, because you're getting ready to get it all. Now. We get it all. Well, we hey, listen. You preach, brother. Hey, that's right. We we <laughs> we want it all, but you have such a rich testimony. I want to get to. Uh, I wrote something down. Coming from a single parent home, a single parent mother, because so many of minorities and and black children come from single parent homes. I myself who's a recovering, uh, recovered alcoholic came from a single parent home. I want to, I want you to talk about how your addiction impacted your relationship with your mom and where that stands today. Wow. That's deep. Um, you know, me and my mom was, uh, when I grew up, we were like sister and brother, mm-hmm. uh, mom and son, yeah, uh, yeah, teacher and student, mm-hmm. uh, you know, grandmother and and grandson at times because you know we moved away from Chicago, so uh, so that it was a disconnect with my family a little bit, and so she was everything to me, yeah, uh, and so the the. The, the disconnect came in when I really started, you know, having problems with marijuana first. Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't go to her like I really wanted to. And so I would, you know, uh, I would go, I, I, I would like to say I, I got deeper into my addiction because I wasn't allowing the only person in my life that I had grew conditioned to listening to. Yeah. You see what I mean? So yes. I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so any other voice in my ear, I respected it, but my mom always got the final say on everything. Yeah. So my addiction strained our relationship. And then you know what, uh, what drugs and alcohol do to you. I yeah. mean, they, they just, they come into your system and play a mind tricks on you. Yes. And so, uh, so I start furthering myself away from her, you know, because I didn't want to hear what she was seeing. And so it really put a damper in our relationship. And then as my addiction got worse, you know, then those tough conversations happened, those drunken, States happen, and <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, yeah, and yeah, those words, that conversations that you never wanted to happen end up happening, uh-huh. and so now there's a buildup of all this now that you've got to now deal with, mm-hmm. um, and so it was strange for years until I could, you know, come to terms and do a real fifth step yeah. and really look at my part on everything. And when I started to look at my part, and when it really came down to it, 
you know, my mom did everything possible for me to be a successful football player, baseball player, whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, she she was able to, you know, give me that platform, man. So, um, but until I did the hard work, I couldn't even see it. So where are you guys today? You know, it got so bad with me and my mom that I wasn't even going over my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And so now when I go home, uh, I'm actually, we, 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 I live with my mom now when I go right. home, yeah. which wasn't even, yeah, which wasn't even heard of uh-huh. here. Uh, it wasn't even heard of it a year ago, you okay. know, uh, cause things were still kind of rocking when I came out of rehab, mm-hmm. uh, but I had to do some more work on things. So, yeah, man, we, we're back to the good old home cook meals, tough right. conversations. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, um, but by the grace of God, man, and this program yeah. is, is what, you know, turned that around. So, you know, I can try to sit here and give myself credit, but uh, but I can't, man. It's, it's two things, you know, two of the biggest things, man, is this program and God, man, mending that back together. Mm-hmm. So how did you get back to God? Man, you know, that, that that's a great question, man, because it, it looked like this. I never forget the morning because uh, I'm an early riser, mm-hmm. you know. So I was up 530 in the morning uh, doing some of my work. Cause we had step work over at BRC. Okay. And so I'm doing some of my step work, man. And I just looked up at God, man. I just asked. I said, hey, well, you know, God, I've been doing this for so many years now. Mm-hmm. You fix up my life. I start feeling good about myself. Then I run off and say, I got it from here. Yeah. And I said, you know, if you're still with me, uh, Lord, you know, just let me know. Mm-hmm. And so little things by little started happening. Uh, or God was showing me signs, whether it was a message, you know, through one of my counselors, um, you know, was that, you know, that aha feeling that you get, yeah. you know, sitting outside, seeing a star just shoot off and knowing just you uh, and maybe some other guys in this world seeing that star. But at that moment, you've seen it. And I think the most telling one mm-hmm. is, I, you know, I uh, we, we got this thing called a fill on steel. Okay. And it's this exercise where everybody goes around the room because they've seen you for a month and a half, and they really tell you how you've been showing up, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, I was I was so down after that because, you know, yeah. people brought some truths to me yeah. that I didn't want to hear. Yeah. You know, and I finally was able to hear some of these truths. I, I had been going on for years, okay. you know, and so... So we had these headsets uh-huh. as far as, you know, step work and everything. But you can turn on the radio, too. And my favorite song is uh, Mariah Carey's You'll Always Be My Baby. Okay. And literally, I literally I had that, I had my headsets on uh-huh. and just out the blue, I'm listening to the radio. And that song comes on and I just looked up. And I'm talking about, I'm in tears sitting out on the steps. Like, mm-hmm. I remember it like it was yesterday. And that song comes up, and that's my song, man. Just the words. You know, I can go on and on for what that song means to me. But anyway, uh, that song right. comes on, and I said, wow. I said, God, you're with me right now. Yeah, I'll never forget that, man. So just little signs 
and God just little bit by little bit showing me, you know, giving me the strength mm-hmm. to deal with what I'm ultimately have to face, and that's everything that I've created these last 20-something years or whatever. Yes, I. you know what? I, I tell people the good Lord comes and he rescues us and he cleans us up, gives us new hearts and, and helps us be sober. But he doesn't always remove all of the consequences and the collateral Ooh. damage of what uh-huh. we've done in our addictions. That's just, that's <laughs> yeah. just the truth. I, I live that out daily. There's another uh-huh. part of, of your testimony that I find to be uh, very rich, and it's going to be a two-part question. One was, okay. why in 2017 do you believe you were not willing to do the work? And now you mentioned that you do the work, and you talked about your daily maintenance. So I would like you to talk about what that daily maintenance includes, and then, uh-huh. uh, but start with why do you believe you weren't able to do or willing to do the work in 2017? It's so simple. I still wanted to do things my way, mm. and I would not let, and I would not let God have His will. Yeah, and it's as simple as that. So. I still wanted to keep the character defects, Uh, talking to two and three women at a time, Um, you know, cursing, Um, maybe just not going to meetings, Mm -hmm. just the little things that you're trying to hold on to, Mm -hmm. you know, because you don't want to give it all up. And we're not going to be perfect, but once you get that thing all up and you let God's will just take over, then the little things eat at you, yes. you know, and then you start, yeah, you continuously working on You continuously work on your character defects. Yes. So that's about as simple as put. Yeah. You know, uh, I just didn't want, I, I didn't, I wasn't willing to let God have his will. Yeah. And, and I say it this way. I wanted to continue to be my own God. Despite how bad things were, I'm looking around. Things are falling, are falling apart, and and no, you know, my wife's ready to leave me, and I'm losing everything. But I'm like, hey, I'm doing a pretty good job of being my own God. I want to keep doing it. So thank you for sharing that with for sharing that with us because we both know that that's not true. But take us out. We've got about a minute or so left. Take us out talking about how you maintain your sobriety. Okay. Man, I, I get up uh, every morning, man, and get on my knees, whether if I'm not on my knees, I'm praying. I've got uh, a one-a-day, you know, that everybody reads, AA one-a-day I read. Yeah. i got a couple other uh, everyday kind of uh, uplifting spiritual uh, books that I have. Uh, kind of They follow the one-a-day um model that we read in AA. I actually read NAs mm-hmm. one a day also. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the midst of right now studying the Bible, so if I have enough time, it's an everyday read of the Bible, uh, mm-hmm. morning scriptures and evening scriptures too. Um, you know, and then I go on about my day. You know, uh, I'm doing a couple meetings uh, now a week right now because of my job schedule. Yes. Uh, so I'm making sure I'm getting my meetings in on Tuesdays and Saturdays, you know, uh, routinely scheduling meetings with my sponsor. I'm doing 
step work. Yeah. And then when I, you know, when I'm feeling agitated, I need to talk about something real important, you know, and, and I need some guidance. Then I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling guys. Then go. I'm sponsoring guys, I'm sponsoring guys, mm-hmm. you know, two at the same time. But it's just, man, it, it's not a full-time job. It really, honestly, it just, it's all just meshing together okay. like clockwork, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so it sounds like a lot, but honestly, to anybody out there listening, man, it is just, it is a routine that you just, you feel and that you want to, and, and the days that you do miss a reading or something like that, your spirit will feel it. Yes, but you it get does. these feelings, you know, you let God come into your life, and then you just want some more. Then you want some more. Then you want some more. Yes. So, man, shoot, that's where I'm at, and that's where I want to stay. But it's only one way to do it, man, and uh, you got to put the work in. Sounds good. And Quincy, you are reading my favorite book, which is the Holy Bible. Let me give you wow. something and our readers. Make sure you read Romans 7 and Romans 8. Anybody who suffers from addiction should live. Uh-huh. I'm going to say sit, and I, I, I mean stay, abide. Abide translated from the Greek stay remain don't go sit in romans 7 and romans 8 that will teach you help you and heal the soul which is our mind will and emotions and i read those two constantly so i want to give that as a gift to you and man you are awesome you have such a wonderful rich testimony and understand that we are all rooting for you and we're going to talk more with Quincy Carter on the other side we'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word 100.7 FM finding addiction help is intensely personal and the differences in options may not be immediately clear Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. This is your host, Urban Leah, from Beer to the Bible. We're going to close out with our great friend, Quincy Carter. And, Quincy, we want to give you a couple of minutes here to talk about where those with questions or opportunities for you to come and share your testimony can reach you. Yes. Um, yes, you can You can reach me uh, by my email, uh, Quincy at Quincy Carter 17.com. The email again is Quincy at Quincy Carter 17.com. I also do quarterback lessons too mm-hmm. and do quarterback camps. Uh, and you can reach me, uh, reach out 
and uh, reach me at QuincyCarter17.com website. Okay. And that's QuincyCarter17.com. Okay. Sarah, we want to thank you. Do you have anything to say as we close out the show today? No, it's just been a pleasure to get to know Quincy and become friends with him. And he's doing great things. And I'm just so proud of you. And I know the Lord has a lot, a lot more things to do with you. And so thank you for being on the show with us today. And uh, good luck. And, and Yeah, hey, thank you, too. Thank you, Sarah. And I really appreciate this opportunity, too, at the same time. Okay, Quincy, as we close out, brother, I want you to know that God is for you. He has a wonderful plan for you, and he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So you keep grinding every day. Thank you, and God bless you. Uh, God bless you, too. Thank you. And I want to leave you today with the love. I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus, and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.